I'm Agent Phil Coulson with the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. That's quite a mouthful. I know. We're working on it. The Battle of New York was the end of the world. This is the new world. I am a soldier's angel through the eyes of a soldier through the... What were you after? The truth. World peace. I'm a soldier's angel. You've got a hundred men at your disposal. And now... A hand-picked team. In a war of words between and yes, they're that good. No one walks away from this battle. Hello, Hollers, and welcome back to Agents of Shieldcast. I am Colonel Chaos, aka Chipsella, and joining me once again. The amazing, the astonishing, the one, the only, Agent Andy Ant-Man Urquhart. How you doing, Agent? I'm doing well, yes, yes. Um, trying not to uh, sneak back from the uh, Starling City bathhouse for my traitorousness. <laughs> oh? Is there a story? Uh, well, yeah. Batman and Superman is the story. <sighs> well, 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 we'll talk about that in a minute. We'll talk about that in a minute. And uh, we want to apologize that this episode is late because this is... We're, we're about a week behind right now, but we do have a solution. I went on vacation last week. I was on a Disney cruise in the Gulf of Mexico. And it was a wonderful time. But uh, Cozumel, not a magical place, Andy. <laughs> it's a Montezuma type place. <laughs> you know, they, they, they tell you don't drink the water in Mexico. Don't drink the fresh brewed unsweetened iced tea either because they make it with the water you're not supposed to drink. <laughs> and I wouldn't want ah. to wish that hell on my worst enemy. Yeah, maybe on my worst enemy, but you know. What about Grandwald? Yeah, Grant Ward. <laughs> I could see Grant Ward. Yeah. So, but uh, so I wasn't here last week to do the episode. So so we're we're catching up, and the idea is we're going to do th- this episode. It's going to be recorded. It's going to be up on iTunes shortly. But we're coming back Friday night, Andy, and we're going to do a live episode this week. Yes, so if you're listening to this on Thursday the 31st of March, which is when the episode is going up, we will be broadcasting live on Friday the 1st of April, April Fool's Day. We're going to have to do something with with that. (laughs) Yes, definitely. I got a couple ideas. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) But yes, we will be live... Friday night, do, uh, doing this week's episode, uh, aka what, which was called Watchdogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll do that one live, and we'll do some news, and we'll do some other, we'll do some fun things on the live episode. We'll take call-ins. Yeah, definitely. So, but um, what do we want to do first, Aaron? Do we want to do the episode, or do we want to just uh, get do some news? How do we want to do? Uh, I, I guess I guess we need to talk 
about uh, the fat man in the bathtub. <laughs> fat man in the bathtub. <laughs> okay. Um, or the Batman in Metropolis. However you want to see it. <laughs> it was like there was a bathtub in that movie. That was what it was missing. A bathtub. There was a cast. No, there was a bath. There was a bathtub. There was. There was a bathtub. Yeah, at the at the beginning of the movie. That's right. Sexy, sexy time with Lois. <laughs> oh, I just remember that. Oh man. But yeah. I'm why? Why am I getting Superman. bad Peter Griffin uh, visuals in my head now? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Batman vs Superman came out. <laughs> we did uh, both get a chance to see it. <laughs> um, we're, we're not going to go spoilers or anything like that on it folks so don't worry um, but Chip what were your kind of high level thoughts on it Just, did you like it did you not like it um, well first of all I guess we should say that I got to see it in motion seats mm-hmm. or D-box seats and okay. for, th- for those of you that don't know what these are it kind of turns the movie into a thrill ride okay <laughs> it's, it's not as uh, intense but um, like when the Batmobile, when they're driving in, when Batman's in the Batmobile, uh, the seats, the, the seats vibrating like you're in a car, mm-hmm. and it will actually rock left or right, and actually turn left or right at certain points. And like when people are getting punched, you're getting uh, poked and jabbed in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> okay, that, well, yeah, that's okay. It, it, it was. It was it was kind of gimmicky. Uh, my wife and my mother liked it. Mm-hmm. No, 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 just don't go there. Um, <laughs> and then, um, but you know, I, I, I was like, all right, it, it was cool. It's not something that I would say is required of every movie that I see, or uh, something that I would, you know, yes, I would do it again. But mm. here's my question to you with regards mm. to to that, right? Mm-hmm. Did you fall asleep during that movie? I did not fall asleep. It kept me awake. That's your key. Like, yep. like all you need is to go yep. to the D-box, D-box thing and you'll never fall asleep because yep. someone will be poking you in the back. Yep. <laughs> yep. Other than my wife, which is usually <laughs> what happens. Um, I, I, just, I like to be comfortable when I'm watching a movie. Like That doesn't sound comfortable to me, like, some, like being poked and prodded and it, moved about. Have you ever done like one of those motion ride thingies? Yeah, yeah, I've been on those, but like obviously when you're going on those, it's kind of they're kind of like a simulation VR type experience. Mm-hmm. So you, and you kind of know what you're going mm-hmm. for there, like you're going on a roller coaster or a rapid ride or mm-hmm. or that sort of thing. But like I, I just uh, when I'm watching a movie, like I want to sit and watch it and like take mm-hmm. it all in, especially like like a comic book type movie. Was it? Do you not find it distracting at all? I don't. No, no. I mean, I th- I think it enhanced to an extent the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I I didn't hate it. So, <laughs> uh, but I also but I also see your point, and uh, but like I said, I had to try it. It's like whoa, oh yeah, th- yeah, so. totally. <laughs> um, what do you think of the movie overall? Though? Overall. I thought it was a decent movie. Mm-hmm. I think it was a flawed movie. I think it should have been two movies. I think they tried to uh, jam way too much in. They're playing catch up with Marvel. Marvel has mm-hmm. had 10 years. 
I think, 16 movies or something like that uh, to build up. I think it's 12 movies. 12? Is that it? Yeah, 12. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Whatever. 12 movies. (laughs) Um, And to to build up to, to this point, Civil War. Mm-hmm. All right. They've been able to build the tension between uh, Captain America and Tony Stark across at least the last six or so movies yeah. to an extent. Um, Batman versus Superman just says, Bucket, we're, we're going to war now. <laughs> don't worry about the backstory. Don't worry. These two guys just don't like each other. And. <laughs> They're they're going mano a mano right now, and so so it felt forced. It felt rushed. Um, it 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 was a it was very it was a movie that was a bit disjointed, but at the same time it it was a fun ride. Mm-hmm. So I. I, I, I I see where the hate is. I don't think the hate is warranted because I don't think this is a movie that needs to be hated. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, overall, I, I I really can't complain about the movie. No, and like I I, I totally agree. Like uh, there was a couple of flaws and things like that. Mm-hmm. One or two of the characters I didn't like. Like I didn't I didn't like like Luther at all. Like I know you're not, he's not supposed to be a likable character or anything like that, but I didn't like uh, Jesse Eisenberg's portrayal of him in the slightest. He he didn't seem like Lex Luthor to me, and and I know there's a lot of people talking about how he's he's his dad might be the real Lex Luthor and things like that, but yeah, I don't know. But um, overall, I really liked the movie. Thought it was mm-hmm. a, a good solid movie, and you know. Like I know, I know you're saying it just seemed like they jumped straight into it all, but but they did do a lot of the groundwork for this movie in Man of Steel, which I know you didn't see. <laughs> no, we didn't get around to seeing that. But uh, there's, you still had to develop the characters, and you can't do mm. that in one movie. And there wasn't real, and you didn't have. Batman wasn't developed. Not that you really need to develop Batman that much, nope. but um, you had to do something. And so I think, and like I said, I think there's multiple stories here. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the storylines, or, or there's at least, there, there's two main storylines, and I guess you could put the just the you know the Justice League as a meta storyline. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, you could have done some of the... I think you could have done the Batman v... You know, the the battle between Batman and Superman and put Lex Luthor away Mm. and maybe keep the other storyline, which I don't really want to get into and keep the spoiler free, uh, for for the second movie. And kind of have your Justice League... Uh, story arc go over the two movies and lead into Justice League. Yeah, I, I definitely think they could have done that as well. But like we said, like they are they are playing catch up, so they've based, they have kind of condensed probably what they had originally planned as two movies into one to try and catch everyone up. And then obviously there is a Justice League movie coming mm-hmm. as well. So well, they did some good groundwork for that. I, th- I think in this movie, and I, I'm actually more interested to see how that movie plays out. Now that I've seen 
uh, Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. And I'm much more interested in, in seeing that as well now, because uh, I didn't think that uh, the Batman v Superman would be good at all, especially based on like what everyone had been saying about it, like online and stuff. And I, I don't know if that lowered my expectations or whatever for it, because I actually quite liked Man of Steel. Thought it was a decent enough movie, not not the best movie mm-hmm. I've ever seen, but it was it was quite watchable and a good spectacle. Although, like at the end of it, there is a lot of a lot of destruction, and uh, there is there's certainly a bit more of that in in this movie. We expect mm-hmm. that with the kind of big superhero blockbuster movie. But yeah, it was it was a good movie. Um, like me and Ali both rated it on uh, on forty two on Tuesday, and we we both gave it an eight, eight out of ten. So we we were quite uh, pleased with the movie. Thought it was good. And I'm somewhere around there. I said like a seven and a yeah. half to eight. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I went with, my, like I said, I went with my mom. I went with my wife. Uh, my mother's uh, comment was just priceless, you know, because mm. she she, lo- <laughs> she loved the 3D. She loved the effects. Uh, she, she enjoyed the movie. She, she, she liked the, she liked the seat. Um <laughs> But uh, but her her line was priceless. She goes, but what was the point of that? <laughs> <laughs> and we we had a great we we discussed I discussed Batman v Superman with my mom uh, over dinner that night. So mm-hmm. it was, it was <laughs> nice. Um, and I mean, I think I think to to answer that question, we'd really have to go into spoilers and all that. Mm. So if you if if you want to hear more in depth thoughts on it, then listen to to the B team uh, from Tuesday there, or uh, or forty two or and forty two from Tuesday, and you can you can get all our all our full thoughts and and things there. And yeah, we did about I don't know a half hour on it, and we did it spoiler free. But uh, it's. Uh, don't believe the internet trolls. It's mm-hmm. the trolls being trolls again. Um, it's not the greatest movie, but it was it was a it was fun. It's it's a little on the long side. I, I will agree to that, mm. and I think everybody kind of agrees to that. Yeah, it was it was a little bit long. Um, oh, the other th- yeah, I got one thing for you. Mm-hmm. you on the cruise, we got to see a bunch of uh, Disney cruise. They have a theater, so um, we uh, so, so they have a, a first run Disney movies. Okay, and um, uh, yeah, sorry, my wife, <laughs> my wife and mom got to see Zootopia. That's when I was having my stomach issues, okay. and then uh, we my mom we took my mom to Star Wars: The Force Awakens. <laughs> nice. and, she, and she really liked that. I slept through it yep. for a third time. Um, <laughs> and we also took her to Ant Man. She oh, okay. is she is very, looking very much forward to uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. She really liked nice. the Ant Man movie. I cool. just had to let you know that. So that's you, you get a <laughs> kick out of that. So. Yeah, that, that's cool. <laughs> so. All right, on to some news. Yes, um, the, the other one thing I wanted to just cover quickly before uh, we did the news is obviously we know Daredevil is out now. Mm. We will have uh, Men with Ear coming back for its second season uh, once we can squeeze in the time. Um, probably will, it will certainly not be finished until the summer anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, and we might even just save it. 
yeah, we'll see how the timing stuff works out. But at, at this point, probably it it won't start till after Shields finishes. But um, I will say that I have seen the whole season. Wow. Um, I, I did binge like me and the wife sat down and watched a couple of episodes, which turned into like five episodes, and then like a couple of days later, another five episodes, and then. A couple of days later, watched the last three <laughs> and really enjoyed it. Um, f- very high level thoughts. I thought it was incredible, better than season one. And I'll say nothing, nothing more. Okay. I Until we s- talk about it on Men with You. I know you've you've seen what two episodes, two, two episodes, Chip. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I definitely, I, you know, I I got back catch up on everything, all that happy horse shit. So hopefully I get to sit down and watch a few more this weekend. That's the plan at mm. least. So Nice. So, all right. Let's, uh, shall we move into some news? Yes. What do you got for me? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Andy. I know I was, I wasn't prepared. Uh. Um, it's because we we had so much chat. Um, okay, there you have a couple up here. That, uh, that uh, Zada- Zendanya confirms landing a role in the new Spider-Man movie. Yeah, she's some Disney person. She okay. <laughs> I don't like. I've never heard of her before this because uh, like I don't follow the live action uh, Disney like kid Disney programs because mm-hmm. like my daughter watches like cartoons and stuff. She doesn't go in for the, these live-action ones. But yeah, Zen, Zendaya, or however you say that, has landed a lead in the Spider-Man reboot. Um, she hasn't said who she's going to play, um, but the rumor is she's going to play a character called Michelle. Okay. So there's no details further than that. Like, uh, <laughs> like she's in the movie and she is a quote-unquote lead uh, so we don't know if that's a romantic interest or or whatever, but I mean, she probably isn't Mary Jane because she doesn't look like Mary Jane. She's definitely not Gwen Stacy. Um, so yes, she might be like a, a new. Maybe she's a mean girl. Mean girl? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but um, I, I like I don't even there is what's the show that she's in? I have no idea. I don't even know what it. I don't even know what it is. But she's in some Disney show that's been long running, and she's well liked by the kids. I sh- shake it up, and Casey Undercover are the the shows she's in. Okay. <laughs> like okay, I don't know what those are. So, uh, next story: Captain Britain getting his own TV show. Yes, yes, yes. That's the, that's definitely the one that I I was really interested in because. Like, Captain America has always been kind of cool in the comics, and Captain Britain was always kind of, like, the shit British version of it. But, but That's being harsh. Like, it's like... been very harsh. Uh, yeah, it's been very harsh on Captain Britain, because, like, with the right writers on, on him, he's actually got some good storylines. Like, I've read, a, I've read a few of the kind of, uh, like, the 2000-odd series of him, mm-hmm. uh, like, from the from the year 2000 they're actually quite decent Um, I I can't remember the specific writers that were on it but I I know from reading some of the older books Mm -hmm. 
that they did weird, weird things with him. They threw him into all these kind of. I remember reading one that he, they threw him into all these weird dimensions, and it was awful, absolutely awful. But there, there's been other ones like they, they've had like Captain Britain corpse and stuff like that, and you know those ones where they end up uh, going into the the sort of multiverse and they have the meetings of all the Mister Fantastics. There's like there was one issue of one a Captain Britain comic I read that it was uh, all the Captain Britons from all these different dimensions meeting. And it was just really cool. <laughs> That's like I don't think they would ever do that in the TV show, but it's kind of interesting. And if they do make a TV show of this, I would love them to uh, have uh, Lance Hunter pop, pop in it. So I, I got to ask you a question because you said you read a lot of Captain Britain comics from the eighties. Uh, these are British comics, I would assume, because there was. Little to no Captain America or Captain Britain comics here in America. Um, well, not from the eighties; it's more from the two thousands. Okay, from the two thousands. Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, I knew he existed. Uh, I th- I think it was a big two thousand AD character, wasn't he, or something like that? Maybe not two thousand AD, um, but f- the whatever the Marvel British Week, one of the Marvel British weeklies. Um, well, I mean, his first appearance was in Captain Britain, number one, like, the Brian Braddock Captain Britain, anyway. But yeah, I mean... Uh, what, do we have a that, year on that? Uh, 76. Okay, and I, I almost guarantee you that that was a UK release only. Um... Okay, yeah, I originally appeared in Captain Britain Weekly, Mm -hmm. which was published exclusively in the UK by uh, Marvel UK, yeah. (laughs) Because over here, I mean, Captain Britain would show up every once in a while. I mean, we're talking, you know, once every two to five years. Mm -hmm. Um, So you knew he was out there, but you never really saw him. And it wasn't until... Uh, so, sometime in the probably around the Excalibur time in X Men. Mm. So I would say the mid to late eighties, or mid eighties. Okay. Where uh, you, you started getting Myra Matarget, uh, Captain Britain, where uh, when the X Men were spending a lot of time in Britain, mm-hmm. and then uh, the Excalibur comic book came out. Yeah, uh, the, the story that that I was talking about that was all the weird stuff was, um, I don't know if you remember uh, Mad Jim Jaspers? Mm, no. And he, had a, he had like a thing that was called uh, Jaspers Warp, something like that, and uh, basically uh, Captain Britain ended up in this absolutely mental version of, of the Earth. <laughs> it was very weird. <laughs> Well, uh, what will be interesting about that is, and it would be, they'd have to do something, obviously, probably turn her into an inhuman or something. Psylocke is his sister. Yeah, I don't think that, certainly we will not see Psylocke in the MCU at this moment. Because oh, she's yeah, huge in. Yeah, she's one of the big biggest assets of... Uh, one of the nicest Ex- assets. Apocalypse. 
but she, she she's going to be an X Men Apocalypse. So that's Fox, and obviously we're we're over at Marvel here. So don't think that's going to happen. Um, I, like the I, I liked Captain Britain as part of like the Secret Avengers and stuff like that as well because mm-hmm. he got involved with with them later on. And uh, but I don't go in too much for Captain Britain. Because I don't like like this the symbolism that he's that he's got like see the Union Jack flag mm. I don't I don't really like all that stuff like uh, any reports to the Queen and sometimes and all this sort of stuff and the the British government and there's there's very little Scottishness in it he's <laughs> very much Captain England like <laughs> apart from his costume which is, it, there's a lot of blue in his in his costume for for Scotland obviously but he's he's very English <laughs> okay but yeah. Um, He's an interest. He's he's an kind of an interesting character. Um, I don't think that I I can't see the selling point of it to an American audience though. Like no. I can see it to a British audience. Like, see if you put this on the BBC, mm-hmm. fine. Like it works perfectly. If you put it like out in America, like could you imagine this being on like ABC or AM? No, AMC. ABC. No. Exactly, you know, like no one's gonna watch that. Captain Britain, you know, like, no, Americans will just tune out. Like Captain America, like you guys can obviously dig that, and like we dig that as well because it's I don't it's know Captain, Captain America. Just, it's Captain America, yeah, and you Captain Britain, like oh, he's Britain's version of Captain America, which he's not really. <laughs> but what you could do is you could put it on, um, you know, over put it on the BBC or whatever over there. And then uh, over here, put it on the Sci-Fi Channel or mm-hmm. BBC America or something like that, and you know people will, ter- will tune in. The co- the comic book yeah. geeks were will, but uh, so I th- I mean I think it could have an audience if it wanted one, but uh, it would it wouldn't be. It shouldn't be on. It probably wouldn't do well on network TV over here. You know, Do- Doctor Who is. I don't even know what channel Doctor Who airs on over here anymore. At one point, it was Sci-Fi. It would be BBC America now because they've got their own channel, do they not? They do. I. But you know, like I said, I I was never a big Doctor fan. I know yeah. I'm pissing yeah. people off, but <laughs> I tried, guys. Like- I really did. <laughs> <laughs> just I never think it's, could it's get quite, into it <laughs> I think it's quite hard for like a, a British show to, to cross over like Doctor Who is one of the few ones that's managed it and uh, I think like uh, Sherlock's the other one that seems to do mm. it quite well it's quite popular over, over your way but I don't see Captain Britain uh, catching on over your way um, Netflix maybe Amazon you could, yeah, that, that would work like I don't think it works as part of like the Hell's Kitchen sort of world, no. but like obviously it would be set in a, like a different country from that, like set over here. So I think I think it could it could work and it could be a good show. Uh, just I think that the I think that they've the Marvel might have leaked this kind of piece of news themselves to gauge reaction on the internet from it to see if there's a demand for the show. Because they, I think, like they're clever about these sort of things, and uh, they've probably got a good script written, being submitted by somebody and gone. Oh, that could be quite a cool show. Let's 
see what people think of like a Captain Britain show, see put the feelers out and see if people are into it. Well, you mentioned Netflix and whether or not it would fit in with uh, the the Hell's Kitchen stuff. Obviously, it won't. But no. Uh, in terms, uh, but you know, not everything on Netflix has to be part of the Hell's Kitchen universe. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, no, you, no, you could. There's no. I mean, it's nice. But it's not completely necessary either. I mean, they could uh, they could easily do pretty much whatever the hell they wanted. Um, and I, people will watch. I mean, you know, if it says Marvel, there's Marvel fans. We will probably watch. We would probably watch a Ca- Captain Britain series on Netflix, even though it doesn't take place in Hell's Kitchen. Dear God. <laughs> And I think I think even they are getting kind of away with that. If Luke, because Luke Cage is supposed to be set in Harlem. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, but, by the way, I noticed an e- uh, my wife noticed an Easter egg in uh, Watch Dogs. Okay, okay, we will, we'll we'll get to that. Oh, we can't talk about that on this. On this yeah, we can, we, can, on we can talk real quick because well, it was just cool. Just so. Because I don't want to forget it, and I'll probably forget it by Friday. Um, during uh, the there's a newscast going on regarding mm-hmm. some 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 building blowing up or something like that, mm-hmm. and you know how they kind of have other news scrolling on the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It says gang war uh, in Hell's Kitchen. That's what that tweet was about. Okay, okay. Because we did get a tweet about that as well, and right. I did not have a clue what they were talking about. Yeah. So that makes sense. <laughs> I I have to rewatch it. I mm. I came home from work, made dinner, or watched uh, last week's episode, and mm. completely crashed on the couch. So <laughs> uh, I I have to rewatch Watch Dogs. <laughs> Who watches the Watch Dogs? <laughs> so, apparently not me. Um, <laughs> So, all right. Uh, I you had a, you put something up in our Facebook Messenger. I didn't know if this was in uh, relation to last week's episode or this week's. I think it was last week's. Yes, it was last week's episode. If you remember, they talked about um, there was an inhuman being held by uh, the Australian lady from the right. from the meeting thing mm-hmm. last week. Uh, what was the anyway from the the meeting that they had last week that went south? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, they they revealed the name of the Australian that was being held, and it is Eden Fessy. And who is Eden Fessy? He is also known as Manifold. Who is Manifold? <laughs> yeah, so it's not anyone that I've. I don't think I've ever uh, come across. Uh, I have. Well, I must. I must have. Yeah, actually, because I've read this story. So he was one of the. Uh, he was one of the people that was selected to be in the Secret Warriors team by Nick Fury. It's obviously in the Secret Warriors uh, comic book mm-hmm. that Shield is being based on. So I don't know how we didn't click onto that when we were talking about how <laughs> an Australian superhero. I just don't think we realized he was Australian. I don't think. I didn't realize he was in. I don't remember him being in the Secret Warriors for that matter, but 
I have run across him in... Well, I'm, I'm reading Infinity now, and he's part of the Avengers at that point. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, there may, maybe it was Secret Warriors that I ran into him. Yeah, it, it probably would have been because mm. I mean we've read that before. Mm. Uh, oh, stupid advert! But yeah, we, we read that before. Uh, oh well, during during one of the <laughs> one of the shield runs. But yeah, I mean his first appearance was Secret Warriors number one. Okay. <laughs> All right. Or well, he, sorry, he was referenced in Secret Warriors number one and first appeared in Secret Warriors number four. Okay. So we definitely definitely came across him. Um. I'm, I was just trying to see what his power set is. He's basically he's the new bus. He teleport <laughs> he, he teleports people. Oh, okay, okay. So he's like, uh, what's his face with the the no eyes? The no idea who you're. Gordon, Gordon, Gordon from last from last season. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. It's always handy to have a teleporter. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, so another another reference, and I'm sure we will run into him at some point, uh, if not this season, next. Yeah, I think we're going to see him this season. I don't think they would have bothered mentioning him or, or calling this out if we weren't going to see him this season. They like they like to have uh, leave plot threads, and they know they're coming back next season, so they can get away with it. Very, that's very true, actually. Yeah, very true. And maybe graviton. Where's graviton? <laughs> right. So, all right. Uh, what else we got? Um, I think that's. Is that not all we had? Was there anything else? Mm. No, I think we talked about all the other things. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Anything we missed, uh, we can we can catch up on on Friday. Yeah, true. So, all right. So why don't we get into last week's episode, which it was called what, Andy? It was called Parting Shot. That's right. And... Um, I'll, I'll just before before I just get into the episode here. Um, everybody, everybody, like uh, you guys listening, always tweet us out, mm-hmm. and uh, I always try not to read any of the tweets until after I've seen the episode. But like a lot of the guys like tweet us live, which is which is great. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I I love it. But sometimes I'll accidentally like click on and see a bit <laughs> of the the tweet before uh, before the episode. So I I saw one. And and it said I will I will raise a glass to a certain name, and I was like, okay, that person is going to die in this episode. So I spent this entire episode like going, right, when are they going to die? When are they going to oh, die? Oh come on! <laughs> I, I mean, I knew exactly what was happening before this episode. This this is the tie-in, uh, or I don't want to call it the backdoor pilot because it isn't uh, to uh, Marvel's Most Wanted. Absolutely. Yep. I mean, th- this is this is the setup. This and it was known going, you know, before I even saw this episode this week, uh, I had already heard that this was, uh, you know, the setup for America uh, for Marvel's Most Wanted. 
So I, 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 that wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have even considered that a spoiler. Because you should have, you should have run into that already. No, no, I mean, I didn't consider it like a spoiler, mm. but I, I just, I, I just kind of, I don't know why, why I thought that, but I just spent the whole episode going, hey, what's happening? <laughs> Um, there is also there was a, one piece of news that we'll cover at the after we've talked about this episode because it relates to this and the Marvel's Most Wanted TV show. Right. But, we'll, but we'll get into that after the episode. So we'll talk about the episode first of all, which was called Parting Shot, and it, there was a bit of like time jumping about in amongst this as well, mm-hmm. which always gets slightly confusing. <laughs> like. I, I like when they have a, an episode where there's no time jumping because it makes it much easier to explain it. Yeah, it, it it was a choppy episode. Yeah, I mean it made it made sense like watching it, but it makes it more difficult to give the play by play because I need to keep going. And then it was back to the future, and then back to the past. And back, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, we'll we'll get into it. So we see um. This episode kicks off with uh, we see Bobby getting detained in Moscow and being interviewed. Uh, apparently, three Russian government guys have been murdered by these former Shield agents, and uh, this interrogator says to her, "You must have something to say for yourself." She'd like a cheeseburger. Hey, with who curly who fans. doesn't like a cheeseburger? Damn straight, yep. <laughs> and I mean, like we've seen interrogations in the MCU before where they've given them a cheeseburger. Like in uh, Agent mm-hmm. Carter. Yep. We've seen the cheeseburger integration before, so yeah, I mean, it's happened. <laughs> there is a precedent. Yeah. But yeah, we then uh, we then cut to 34 hours earlier, um, where we see Hunter and Bobby, uh, who are obviously on Malik's plane, uh, or Malik's jet, last week in the, the belly of the beast. Uh, they're now tracking Malik's convoy. Uh, they, they steal a truck in order to follow them. To their uh, base where they're planning to build this uh, inhuman sanctuary, or which is a, which is obviously in Russia. Um, we then cut back to the present where we see the interrogator interviewing Hunter. Uh, he claims that he's only there to pick mushrooms, and the key to a good mushroom soup is dried porcinis. Porcini. 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 I don't know what that is. What is that? It's a mushroom. Okay, okay. I mean, you need a mushroom in a mushroom soup. I thought it, you must have been talking about something else. But yeah, he's quite into his mushroom soup. By Very the much so. <laughs> he's a mushroom soup connoisseur. And we then, we then flash back again to, uh, like I think it's like 33 hours earlier, something like that. Um, we see that Coulson's sending a backup team. Uh, Hunter wants to move in and kill Malik because... They're going to get the chance to get the jump on him, basically. But they're only there to observe. And then Hunter and Bobby get a little moment of quiet. And Bobby's observing the the uh, the, san- the sanctuary kind of place that it looks more like a, ref- like a nuclear plant, I would say, than anything else, or a refinery, rather than a sanctuary. And Hunter just kind of looks at him <laughs> and then just says, Hi. And uh, Bobby's like, no, no, we're not doing that here, not now. <laughs> Which uh, I thought was quite funny because, like, when I seen him looking at her like that, I was like, he's he he's like trying to pull the moves on her just mm. now. <laughs> that was it was quite funny, especially just because he went, hi. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and they, they discussed that they'd never been on holiday together together before. 
So they uh, they observe this base and they see an inhuman being held with some kind of weird tech on his head, and then they get captured. Uh, they claim to be lost, but the uh, the guys see through it. So Hunter and Bobby beat them up, as as they are want to do. And they overhear one of these guys radios that the uh, that cabinet min- that the cabinet ministers have arrived. These are the Russian cabinet mm-hmm. ministers. Uh, the backup team has also arrived, the SHIELD backup team, which consists of Daisy, Mac, and May. And they, they kind of discuss the best way to go about their uh, plan of observing what's going on in this base. And basically, they're going to infiltrate it. So, how's everyone's Russian? May has no Russian. Mac has no Russian. Um, and Daisy only knows the dirty words. <laughs> because she dated a Russian guy once. <laughs> I don't know any Russian words. No, neither do I. Vodka. Vodka, yeah. <laughs> Borscht. But I don't even know that. What's that mean? That That's their soup. The cold soup. Borscht. <laughs> cold soup. Yeah. Ugh. I, think, I, think, I think it's a cold beet soup. Oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> maybe, maybe it would be better if you put vodka in it. Cold it's beet actually, vodka soup. It's actually Eagle. supposed to be pretty good. Okay. Uh, cold soup. Just uh, I'm not, I've tasted cold soup before, and uh, any time when the soup is too cold, it gets sent back, or it goes down the sink. <laughs> <laughs> or it, gets, it goes in the microwave. It's a summer soup, Andy. Summer soup. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> it's not... Summer, I don't know how warm it is in Russia. I was like, I've never been to Russia, so... I just you always anytime you see it on TV or in movies and stuff like that, it's always cold, like always. <laughs> but yeah, the the mission protocol here is uh, low profile, in and out, no one gets caught. And then we cut back to the the present when the the interrogation some more. Uh, Hunter tells the guy that his name is Amadeus Ravenclaw Hunter, <laughs> which I don't I don't know if he's trying to like reference Harry Potter or be funny or if that's his real name or he's just or what he's doing there, but yeah, I mean, we know him as Lance Hunter, right? No, oh, I, I don't know. He just gets off some great lines. <laughs> yeah, I think it would be really yeah. funny if his name was actually Amadeus, <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm a spy. Like, I can't go around being called Amadeus. I'll be called Lance Hunter." Hard ass. Uh, hard ass. <laughs> yeah. Um, director of strike. But yeah, uh, Bobby and Hunter, however, don't crack under the the questioning. They questioned over and over by this guy about why they're there. Like if they work, like they they formally obviously work for Shield. These guys know that, and they keep asking them if they are they are under orders from the government and things like that. And they're like, nope, nope, none of this. We're just here on holiday to pick mushrooms. And Hunter says, "Oh, do you want to know my secret? Chicken bullion." <laughs> <laughs> Which is classic, Hunter. And mm-hmm. this is what kind of interests me about like the most wanted show, like getting to see more of like his kind of banter. Not yeah. even like Bobby's got, Bobby's got cool action scenes, and Hunter has classic classic banter. However, um, Bobby does eventually slip up when she gets asked if she killed one of the guys when she's shown a a picture of him, and she says, "No, I didn't kill him." Which obviously kind of implies that. Hunter killed him. However, she didn't say that. Like, but the guy just jumps to that conclusion, and they they then drag Hunter off. 
Uh, we then cut back to like 29 hours earlier. Uh, we see Main Hunter finding the body of the Russian Prime Minister's uh, attache. Mm-hmm. And they obviously realize that something has gone down here, and they send like scans of it back to uh, back to Simmons and Fitz. Uh, on the I believe they're on the uh, the plane at that point. Yeah, they are. They're on the plane. Yep. Uh, Bobby Mac and Daisy infiltrate the base and take out some dudes to get to the control room of the complex and Daisy has to learn to hack in Russian. Or Which she picks up pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean she's she's a smart cookie, so mm-hmm. she would be able to pick it up reasonably quickly. If she knows computer programming language, obviously, so it can't be that difficult for her to pick up like a, a new language like that in written form anyway. Um, we see then Bobby posing as a Russian soldier and sneaks around and plants a bug at the a meeting between the cabinet ministers and Malik and whatnot. And they find out that the uh, the Russian prime minister is against the sanctuary and that what happened to his attaché was that General Androvich, who it turns out is an inhuman, uh, killed the attaché when he came to try and shut down the sanctuary because the the Prime Minister is like, nope, this is not happening on Russian soil. Get it out of my backyard. Right. Um, Malik will help them to uh, sort all this shit out, basically, because they've kind of created a bit of a shitstorm here, and um, Malik is going to help them out of it. He basically suggests that they let the General loose and essentially stage a coup. Sounds like a good idea to me. Yeah, why not? Stage a coup, yeah, yeah. in Russia. <laughs> Great idea. <laughs> American staging coups in Russia, that's gone down so well in the past. <laughs> um, we then cut back to the present with the interrogation where Bobby gets told to admit that they are S.H.I.E.L.D. agents in order to spare Hunter's life. And they kind of leave her to to think about that for a wee minute. Um then cutting back to 28 hours earlier than the, interroga- the interrogation, uh, we see Hunter and May kind of having having actually quite an interesting conversation about like their roles within Shield and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and why they're why they're both there and whatnot. And uh, Hunter says, well, "Shield is all about the mission and not the person next to you." And May tells him, "No, no, no, it's." It's uh, this, it's about sacrifice for the greater good, even over the ones that you love, which which I thought was quite uh, quite apt. And it's it's a shame for me because obviously she's still kind of reeling over what happened with Andrew and whatnot. And she mentions like, no, that was. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking of this week's episode. Um, right over more on that. <laughs> And uh, my wife had some questions about this. So, is it your impression that she w- did she want him, uh, Hunter to kill Lash or Andrew or not? Because it seemed like she kind of flip flopped in the middle there. I think that she kind of wants to do it herself, to be honest. But uh, she wouldn't mind too much if he did it. That that was the kind of feeling that I got from it. Well, she mad at him for wanting to kill him or not killing him. Um, I think that she was. I don't know, because she wants to kill him. Mm. So she must be mad at him for not killing him, and 
Uh, yeah, because... No, he tried to kill him. Hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah, she did kind of flip-flop. So is she mad because he didn't uh, go through with it or succeed, or is she mad at him for trying to kill him? I I think she's she must be mad because he didn't he didn't succeed. Must be. Okay. Especially especially in the context of like next week's episode, (laughs) which we'll talk about on Friday. Okay. Um. So yeah, we then see uh, Bobby following Malik, but she gets stopped because she's got no tie on by an eagle-eyed. Uh, I don't. I think it was a bodyguard rather than one of the soldier guys based at the base. That or yeah, some base operations guy. It wasn't a soldier. No, some dude in a suit. Yeah, that she. Beats up easily. However, she does manage to get locked out of uh, the place where everyone else went to, all the other soldiers and stuff, and uh, Malik and whatnot. Uh, we find out that the attache was killed by being strangled, but he has got no external wounds, so Simmons reckons that there might be a psychic power at work here of some sort. Uh, Daisy manages to hack the door for Bobby and gets it open for her, and she and Mac, who are observing this kind of CCTV footage mm-hmm. uh, going along, going along uh, happening in the base right now, I see a shadow move independently of the general, which was a bit weird and uh, freaky. It was kind of hard, yeah, freaky, and yeah, it was kind of hard to notice at first because it mm-hmm. was it was quite slight, but uh, Mac certainly picked it up and they. Uh, they certainly required to rewatch it, and we're like, "What the fuck did we just see?" <laughs> so, meanwhile, the uh, prime minister of Russia's jet uh, arrives at the place, and uh, Coulson realizes that it's basically Malik's plan to stage his coup right here and right now to take out the uh, the Russian prime minister using the using the general. So they they actually they actually end up letting Malik leave because he's already set his plan in motion. Doesn't need to do anything else, and he can just get out of Dodge before all this goes down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Shield team basically switches plans uh, from observing and f- seeing what Malik's up to to protecting the Prime Minister of Russia. Well, they gotta do something at this point. Yeah, yeah. Because I, mean, I mean, it's he, he's essentially an innocent man. The mm-hmm. the, the they can't let an inhuman just like walk up and kill him and stage a coup. Because I'm I'm assuming that would be bad. <laughs> we don't I don't know the this this Russian prime minister's policies or anything like that apart from that he wants to shut down this uh, inhuman base, which is probably quite sensible. Well, also think about it. They have Americans in custody that they can blame for killing uh, the Russian prime minister. Oh, see, that's the thing. They didn't have any Americans in custody at that point. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's like, the whole time travel yeah, thing. Uh, the, the whole jumping back and forth. Like they weren't actually mm. in custody at that point. Which it kind of bugs me a little bit. Like when they do things like that, because it does. You go, oh, because this is why they did that. But no, it's not because that hadn't actually happened yet. They they kind of make you try to like keep the events in order in your own head. Yeah. Sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. It worked okay. My, my head's a scary place. You don't want to <laughs> yeah. go there. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> the uh, Prime Minister meets with the 
the general and the head of the base and whatnot. The, the head of the base is the guy that Malik was talking to on the plane and at the meeting last week who's the guy that wants... I forget his name, but uh, he's the guy that wanted to make the sanctuary, basically. So the SHIELD team storms this meeting and separates the Prime Minister from the general. Uh, half of them take the Prime Minister away and the other half uh, take the general away, like on opposite sides of the base. Mm-hmm. Uh, the general guy uses his uh, basically uses his shadow to fight uh, Mac, Daisy, and Bobby. And Simmons informs us that it's not quite his shadow that he's controlling; it's the ability to control sentient dark force. Sounds a lot like shadow ability to me. But are, are you going to say that he's Venom too, Andy? No, no, he's definitely not Venom. <laughs> no, right. definitely not. But um, the effects are very cool here. Yeah, I, I like I like this a lot. Um, it was really cool to see like this shadow just like punching the guys and then throwing them against walls and things like that. And then to see them try and hit back against, mm-hmm. it's just, to see the guys try and hit back against them and just have little to no effect at all. Even Daisy's like quake powers have almost no effect on it. But I thought the effects in that scene were really well done. Oh, they did a great job. Um, Hunter, whilst he's uh, rescuing the Prime Minister, kills the guy that's in charge of the complex, who is the guy that Malik was talking to. And Bobby and Daisy attempt to fight the Shadow. And there was, like, especially in this part of it, they did like some slow motion stuff, which was pretty cool. And uh, it was all done in like mostly one shot, where they panned back and forth between uh, Daisy and Bobby. And I, I thought Andy, those, are you it, trying to tell me they were shadow boxing? Shadow boxing, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but yeah, like it, it was, it, it was so, it was so cool just seeing that, like the the, the shadow like attacking Daisy mm-hmm. and then like disappearing for a second and then popping back up and attacking Bobby from behind and stuff like that. Just really well done, good effects. Which is is something that. Um, I don't think Shield gets the recognition enough that it deserves, to be honest, for the effects that it does have. Because, like, like me and Ali talk all the time on Forty Two about like Flash and how mm. awesome its effects are. But Shield's actually really quite good with the the special effects. I mean, we I know we've seen some dodgy stuff back in season one and and two and whatnot, but nowadays it's pretty good for the most part. Hey, we're up for an Emmy last year for effects, if I recall. Yeah, but, no, I know, but like, I, I think that Flash seems to overshadow it, like in converse in conversation anyway. Well, and but Flash is a yeah, pun kind of intended flashier show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, you know, it is it is a superhero show based on a superhero. This is you know to use Ali's uh. Th- th- uh derogatory uh, term, Marvel's janitors. Mm. These are more or less, you know, up until the inhuman thing. um, These are normal humans living in a world of superheroes and uh, things out of this world and trying to keep the world safe and understand them at the same time. Yeah. So, uh, that, um, they don't have as many effects. I'm cool with that. 
Mm. You know, it's it's not a show that there should be some effects, obviously, because you're dealing with uh, some pretty fantastic and literally extraterrestrial stuff. But it's not going to be uh, a Flash or a Supergirl or a Legends of Tomorrow. Mm. Yep. Th- this is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Where, you know, still at least two-thirds of the cast are normal human beings. Well, yeah, normal-ish. <laughs> I, I'm, I mean, me, me is like a human, but she's at the peak of human oh. abilities, you know? <laughs> but, I mean, she it's not, she's not, uh, she's not the Flash, she's not the Hulk, she's not, no. uh, you know, she has, what she has are natural abilities that she has honed. Yep. So... Um, so, uh, the shadow then uh, leaves after fighting Bobby and Daisy, and it goes after the prime minister. And Hunter tries to fight it, and it, it probably one of my favorite things that happened in this episode was it was like up against a wall, and he tried to punch it and like punch straight through its face and into the wall. <laughs> yeah, he's just like ah, <laughs> which is I thought it was really funny because it's something you would do. You like you would try and attack the thing and and then just like punch a wall. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so Bobby realizes that the only way to stop this is that they need to take out the general so she grabs a gun walks straight up to the general and kills him Um, and obviously he at this point is surrounded by a bunch of other uh, Russian troops who immediately turn on Bobby so she drops her gun and surrenders Um, Hunter also gets arrested in amongst this and we obviously then is when all the interrogation stuff happens. So we got back to present time in the, in the interrogation, and we see Bobby and Hunter getting reunited. Uh, they discuss that they can't find a way out where everyone wins, and we see behind the sort of glass observing their interrogation is the Russian Prime Minister talking to the American President, mm-hmm. who's obviously come in to step in on their their behalf. So this must be like at least a few hours later for him to get there. Uh, the president again claims that Shield was disbanded. And I think it's kind of sensible for them to do this, just in case like this happens to crop up in the movies, because obviously this is the same president that will pop up in the movies. And if he's ever asked about Shield in the movies, he can go, "No, no, it's disbanded," and like denial knowledge of it. Right. I did not. I, I looked at the Civil War cast. I did not see William Sadler uh, listed. No, I don't think. I don't think he's in it. But I mean, it means that. Uh, in the future, mm-hmm. if it ever pops up again, then he's got his plausible deniability, and it also would make sense in the movie universe and in uh, and in the the Shield universe as well. Uh, we then see none other than Phil Coulson step out of the shadows, much like he did in episode one of Agents of Shield, if you remember way back, yeah. season one, episode one, when he stepped out of the shadows mm-hmm. and says, "Welcome to level seven. He steps in the shadows and uh, is introduced as an advisor to the ATCU. Uh, the the Russian prime minister says that like some of uh, his government officials are dead. Um, even if they were trying to kill him, he still has to like explain it, and somebody has to pay for what happened to him. Uh, Coulson then pops in to interview Bobby and Hunter, and he manages to like uses a kind of. I don't know what it is in his hand. Jammer. He uses a little a jammer, yeah, on his on his hand to disable the camera so that nobody can hear them. And he 
interviews Bobby Hunter off the books, and basically he's got a plan to set off an EMP, which would allow them to escape. They've got like 90 seconds to do it. But if they were to do that, that would out Coulson as obviously being the S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, and it would expose the team to the to the Russians, and they would know S.H.I.E.L.D.'s back and, and whatnot. So they decide that they will take the fall for it themselves. Uh, they say, well, S.H.I.E.L.D. is in the crosshairs, and Bobby and Hunter will take the bullet, basically. And there, uh, Coulson's uh, time runs out, he's 90 seconds, runs out, and uh, he tells them to be more careful when they're making vacation plans. <laughs> However, he does, uh, uh, the Russian president, the Russian prime minister and the president come in, and uh, Coulson does thank Bobby and Hunter for their service and for saving the Russian prime minister, even though no one will ever acknowledge it. And he does get the Russian prime minister to agree to let them go. However, they can't ever be like spies or work for Shield ever again. That's right. kind of like the American, the uh, American president says that to them. Like, yeah, they'll never work for Shield again. The, these are not; these people are nothing to do with us. Um, Coulson goes back to the plane and reports this to the team, who are obviously kind of upset about it because basically they're never going to see their friends again. And we then see Bobby and Hunter sitting in a bar, chilling, having a beer, and discussing destinations for their uh, for their next adventure. I'm not going to call it a holiday because these two like to get into trouble, so they're going to have adventures. Obviously, and it's going to spin out into Marvel's Most Wanted. Um, an admirer buys them a drink. And another one, and another one, and another one. It turns out it's Simmons and Fitz and May and Daisy and Mac and Coulson all buying them a shot. <laughs> it's the uh, the spies goodbye. And I, I want to talk briefly about this scene. Uh, we'll, we'll come back to it. I'll, just, I'll get the after credits mm. thing first. Um, so the after credits scene was Malik and his daughter. Basically, they're both crack shots that shouldn't... Uh, Skeet, is it? You call yes. it skeet shooting? Yeah, yep. skeet shooting. And uh, she says that Hive is going to change the world, basically. Or she says he's going to change the world, but I assume she's uh, talking about Hive. Now, the, uh, the I just want to talk about the spies goodbye scene briefly. How sad was that scene? It was tough. See, for a, a scene where... There was no death involved. It's probably the saddest scene I've ever <laughs> seen on a TV show. Like, it, it was so well done. Yes. Um, you know, it, and you're saying that, you know, everybody bought him a drink. What you didn't say is, well, uh, Simmons is sitting in a booth uh, on the north end of the thing. Uh May is over near the pool tables or whatever. Mm. Uh, Fitz is sitting in a chair on the other. None of they're not all together. You know, Colson's nope. or Mac is at the bar. Colson's at at the other very far end of the bar. So it wasn't like uh, she, they were all there waving goodbye together. They were all mm. in the same bar waving goodbye. From all around the bar, it, it, yep. and yeah, it was poignant, bittersweet, um, sad. I mean, it was 
it was so sad. Like, <laughs> like I, I, when I was watching this scene the first time, like I, I looked over like uh, at my wife, and she's like nearly in tears. <laughs> And and I was like, yeah, like I was getting like quite upset about it, which is so weird because no one like if I think if someone died, like I would be actually upset because I mean we're quite attached to these characters mm-hmm. because obviously we've we've followed them for so long and uh, and obviously we do the show about them and, and stuff like that and we talk a lot about like their character development and and whatnot and their motivations and things and so to see any of them like. Yeah, go go away is is pretty sad in itself. <laughs> but I think if if someone had died, I would be even much more upset. But for a scene that no one died, uh, probably the most upset I've ever seen on TV. <laughs> um, it, but yeah, it, it was, was a, just, hmm. it was, you know, it probably should be up. I don't know if they give uh, Emmys. You know, I, I I throw the word Emmy around a lot. Mm. Um, and but I really I really don't think I do be, uh, at the same time because uh, there's certain things that are very moving, are very touching, um, and are very different. And this was uh, one of probably the most creative goodbye scenes, or you know uh, exit scenes yep. in television history. Now. Uh, at the same time, uh, the way what the and I understand disavowing and all that, and the politics and all that nonsense, but I thought that sucked. I don't. I mean, it was a little too quick, convenient, uh, sketchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not. It, that didn't work for me. And j- just from a logic perspective, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that that kind of made sense to me, and uh, I, I think that the only reason it made sense is because the uh, the president got involved with it. So I think that if you'd killed two U.S. citizens, that the president had asked you not to kill, for example, because I mean they were like on the up, up for getting the firing squad basically mm-hmm. um, and the president's come and intervened with like I mean they, they obviously have diplomatic relations with Russia and stuff like that so if they'd come in and killed those two people who are uh, seemingly innocent <laughs> you know they oh hold they were just no defend- I, yeah. at this point they are not innocent because uh, Bobby killed the general in cold blood I mean, well, in front of a whole squadron, <laughs> she breaks out a gun and shoots him dead. So th- she is not innocent. There, I mean, yes, she is protecting the president from a coup attempt, but mm. the coup is not, you know, the coup hasn't been uh, discussed. All, all the, um, you know, in terms of public... So this is all hush hush co- covert stuff. Uh, so, in so what the the soldiers saw, and we don't know how many of the soldiers were in on the coup versus uh, just yeah. there. Uh, this American comes out of nowhere and kills their president. Oh, the ge- the general or the general? Yes. Yeah. So, um, so th- that. That bothers me. 
to an extent because uh, it was too quick, too clean. I understand what they're doing, uh, but it was just it just it just didn't hit me right. I guess is the best way to put it. But you mm-hmm. have to wrap up the show. It's only an hour long, and yeah. uh, and you you're you're you know the idea is to create an exit for these characters. Yeah, I think it was kind of a complicated thing to try and explain, and they only spent mm-hmm. like maybe two two minutes tops, mm-hmm. like explaining how that all worked out, um, which I, I think was a little bit confusing. And I mean, I mm-hmm. don't really know anything about like uh, the politics of disavowing people and, and things like that, so it's not something I've ever really come across before. Mm-hmm. But it it kind of like like I say, it gave them an out and it left them able to continue on externally from S.H.I.E.L.D. and it makes sense to them to be the most wanted. The one thing that I'll say that didn't make sense is that in the scene at the bar, which was a great scene, mm-hmm. and they all had the drink and stuff like that, they, they, Bobby and Hunter pointed out that they were being followed by a Russian guy, which the Russians would obviously do because they reckon that these people were probably working for S.H.I.E.L.D. or with S.H.I.E.L.D., that this guy's going to follow them around until they slip up and make contact with S.H.I.E.L.D. and then either report it back and get them shot or killed or just kill themselves. But <laughs> but how would he not notice the fact that six people, six separate people ordered them drinks, then six separate people each took a shot and then immediately left the bar one after the other in a line, basically? <laughs> that guy would have noticed that. So... <laughs> Whilst it was a great scene, logically, like it didn't make a lot of sense for them to do that because it was pretty obvious by seeing all these people take a shot at the same time as them and then cry and look at them when they're leaving, you know. Well, here I, I'll I'll use some shield logic here. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I agree with you to an extent on that. Um, I think the way you look at it is none of them ever made contact. None of you know. None of them brought the drink over. Uh, they all left at the same time. More, or, so they didn't really leave in a line. Uh, that you know, that a couple of them went out together, but they didn't all go out uh, together. Um, and you could report it back, but all you could say is a couple people bought them drinks at a bar, and these people yeah, left I know, together. I, I mean, yeah. it's. Because you know they they were you you don't have any pictures of them going up and giving Bobby and Hunter hugs. Yeah. So um, you know it, it was a spy's goodbye. Mm. And, and we know that Daisy did would have erased all the CCTV from the from the base, so none of their mm. like faces or anything would be captured on camera, so they wouldn't know who they were looking for. But I didn't see anyone else crying in the bar, or didn't really see any other Americans in that bar. <laughs> all, all Russians. But anyway, like you need to take that a little bit of shield logic, mm-hmm. or you could take it that uh, the Russian guy that was following them, he was sitting at the bar drinking. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he's probably making the most of his uh, like uh, company credit cards and <laughs> drinking as much vodka as he can. <laughs> so maybe his vision was a bit blurry, and he didn't see any of them crying and leaving together and stuff like that. So let's go with that. <laughs> they sent they sent the the drunk Russian agent after them. <laughs> Are there any other type? 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, uh, what do you think of the episode overall? It was okay. Uh, the ti- you know the time jump stuff, as we already said, makes mm. for a choppy episode. Mm. Uh, makes it a little hard to follow. Um, didn't work in this situation. No. Uh, and like I said, there's there's some plot holes or logic mm. flaws, which we've already pointed out. Um. I, I don't know. It kind of left me flat. I mean, maybe, it, you know, obviously uh, the goodbye scene was great and poignant and everything we said, but the episode overall, yeah, I don't know. It, I, it wasn't one of my favorites. No, it was, I thought it was okay. It kept things ticking over and like we said, it it gave Bobby and Hunter that out to go into their mm-hmm. own show. And we know that there's a lot of characters in this show now, so it did need to be trimmed down a little bit. And this is a kind of good way to do it without uh, being too final about it. Like, you're not killing off the characters, and they can go and exist on and now both Bobby and Hunter, for, for example, like mm-hmm. on their own show. Now, here's something my wife brought up. Why now? Why? Oh. Why? Why have their exit now? Oh yeah, like why now, as opposed to like at the end of the season? Yeah, or yeah, because it's not like most wanted is starting like next week or anything like that. No, and I mean obviously they have to film the pilot, but uh, hey, it's you know it's being done by a professional company. It's not like uh, they don't know how to film an hour episode episode of a television show marvel studios mm, yep. does that all the time uh and i guess if the pilot gets picked up you would expect that they would and it and goes to series that they may start filming but mm. are they going to start filming now they're going to start filming over the summer i mean what if you know we obviously don't know what uh when the show, if it if it uh, goes to series, would premiere, where we assume it could be the winter fill-in. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't. I you know I'm not expecting too much. Could we could we see a Marvel block on Tuesday nights? Mm, possibly. Um, I, I think that nothing this... else works at ten o'clock on. Uh, <laughs> that got that I... gods and whatever gods and monsters or kings and mm. prophets whatever they had uh, lasted two episodes. <laughs> I think that the reason they did it here is like they obviously had the idea for that show, uh, the most wanted show, mm. and I'd been they've obviously been floating that about for a while, and they would have had as well this the Agents of Shield storyline mapped out to the end of the mm. season, and they probably had Bobby and Hunter like well they might not have written in the dialogue and the specific events and stuff like that, they would have had them. In and around the, all the stuff that's going on, so I think that this was probably the only episode where they could use it as like a, a sort of filler episode, shall we say? Because nothing else really got furthered in this episode. Like they just followed Malik to a Russian base and then let him go. Like that was it. Mm. Nothing else got furthered from it, and none of the other storylines really went any further along. 
so they create they they basically created a little bit of a storyline in the last episode with the sort of idea for the sanctuary, and then wrapped that up this week and allowed Bobby and Hartnell to leave. So this week, this one was probably an episode that was put in later on in the ter- in terms of the writing of the show, I would think. Well, that and I think you know uh, just to answer my own question, what like mm. or my wife's question because she's the one who actually posed it to me. Um, the other reason I would think is you have probably at this point eight, eight episodes left for the season, seven, eight, something like that. Mm. Uh, probably what well okay probably four in april and so yeah probably about seven episodes till the season finale um you have to you're gonna have your civil war uh build up episodes which may or may not have started with watchdogs i gotta rewatch that um Mm -hmm. because what civil war is now five weeks away yeah, it's coming up fast, really fast. <laughs> so we have, so you have that. You have, uh, so you have a couple, you know, ma- supposedly major tie-ins to Civil War, the one before and the one after. Um, you probably have a storyline that's going into the Civil War. You have the season to finish off, following the Civil War. So unless you do something with they're uh, leaving S.H.I.E.L.D. at the end of the season, which could have been probably done as well. Uh, mm-hmm. This was the place to give them their spotlight and their swan song and send them off. Yep. So, But, yeah, like I said, it, it, it had its moments, but it wasn't a great episode. Like they, they could have given them a better uh, a better farewell though. Like like they could have got them to save a busload of children, something like that, to be able to exit as heroes and still somehow and like they a, did. They saved the Russian prime minister. Yeah, but I mean the Russian prime minister doesn't seem like that nice a guy. You know, I don't know like specifically if he's if he's a good president or a bad president. But there has been both in in Russia in in real life. So I'm assuming there's both in. Russia and the MCU as well. So they, I mean, they could have saved saved someone that might go on to be an absolute dick going forward. Could be. <laughs> but yeah, um, I thought the episode was okay overall. Um, that the end scene was uh, was really quite good, and it kicked kicked me in the teeth. <laughs> I was not expecting it at all. Well, see, I was because I had already read that this was the the farewell, uh, Bo- the Bobby and uh, Hunter farewell thing. So mm. that wasn't was a surprise, yeah, to me. Um, do you know what the ratings were for this episode? No, no idea. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, you start reading tweets. I'll look the, that up. Yeah, so we did get a couple of tweets. Um, you gotta go back. Cause. <laughs> yeah, because we got tweets about obviously th- like this week's episode, and we also got tweets about last week's episode. And I don't want to read any of the ones for this week's one. Right, let's go. And then back. we got Daredevil ones in there too. And we got mm-hmm. Daredevil ones mixed up, in which we we'll need to save for uh, for Daredevil. Right, so that would be the twenty 
Twenty thoughts. Yes. Okay. Okay. So we did get a couple of tweets. Um, we we got one for uh from from Rennie, which uh, obviously was from after listening to our last episode. Uh, she says no, no, nothing, nothing against the uh, Agent Carter or Jessica Jones podcast. She was just getting her tan on during the uh, summer vacation, but it's fall and now she's back. So we're glad to have you back. <laughs> Ed James Warren sent us a couple of articles, which I believe we've covered already in the news stuff. Uh, yeah, I think we covered those in the news. Um, and uh, he's also sent us an article about eight things we loved about season two of Daredevil and four things we didn't. Obviously, we'll be talking about that in Men with Fear. We don't want to give you Daredevil spoilers. Uh, just go and watch Daredevil. Uh, Josh Laney sent us a tweet saying, uh, what a great episode this week. I actually almost cried. Uh, and I assume it was at the parting shot moment, but which I was I was close, and the, the wife was close, if not there. <laughs> it was sad. Um, I, 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 think, I think I felt uh, some tears welling up. <laughs> uh, we also got a tweet from uh, Joshua... Newport, uh, who says, after parting shot, can't wait for Marvel's Most Wanted. Looks like they will be wanted mainly on the books. Uh, and I think all the other tweets were, uh, yeah, the other ones were related to episode 14. Mm-hmm. We, we can read a co- I mean, we have a couple of Daredevil ones here. Uh, we might as well read them because we don't know when we're going to get start Men with Fear, and I don't want to be digging back then. Uh, eight things we loved about season two of Daredevil and four we didn't. Yeah, we're not going to touch about that. Uh, just finished Daredevil 2. What a ride. Can't wait for your thoughts. So much in the way of possibilities for other shows in Daredevil 3. Yep. And Timothy Hernandez. Oh, there's a... Uh, there was a uh, Daredevil reference in the news ticker that was from Watch Dogs. So I was able to find the Tuesday, March 22nd ratings. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did not do well. These are, uh, you know, live same-day mm. ratings only. It got a 0.9 mm. and a three-share uh, in the key demographic, 18 to 49, had 2.88 million viewers Compared to NCIS's 13.38 million. But I, I, I can't understand why people, so many people watch that show. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a show that people watch on DVR. Yeah, yeah, I shield this, yeah, yeah. It's very, very true. I mean, like, uh, I think we've, we've discussed so many times, like, people watch TV shows so, so differently nowadays from, from what we used to. Right. Yeah, the, the ability to just watch it whenever whenever you want. Like, I, I like watching S.H.I.E.L.D. like, when I'm having my dinner. Like, me, me and my wife will sit in front of the TV, have dinner, and we'll watch S.H.I.E.L.D. The, the, my first watch of S.H.I.E.L.D., and then I'll, I'll watch it later on and take notes and things. Uh, and that's, like, always our, like, Wednesday night tradition. Which and obviously the show, well, it doesn't air over he- over here <laughs> like months behind, but um, but like if it would, I, I wouldn't watch it when it airs at nine o'clock on a on a Tuesday, and I know you you don't because obviously you're doing mm. a podcast, 
Right. So the 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 DVR is, I mean, I don't know how many more viewers they get, but I would imagine it's at, at least double, triple that. Yeah, I'm trying to find. Maybe this is it. Let's see, this is for. Yeah, I think this is for week. Big Bang. Come on, give me a date, God damn it. <laughs> All right, it, it, it's the week of March 10th. Mm. And when you get get into DVR numbers, uh, this is a seven-day. Mm. Uh, so this is, uh, like I said, March 10th, the week of March 10th, so about three weeks ago. Uh, Shield had a 1.1. And almost doubled to by a uh, to two point one mm. with uh, with uh, when you add in the DVRs, so it's yeah. doing respectable. It's not great. I mean, it's doing all right, but uh, it, it's cer- it's certainly picking up a lot more. Uh, and they they go by percentages and everything else mm. and. Yeah. So, uh, but basically, it it's basically doubling its ratings when you throw in the DVR numbers. Mm. So nice. Um, the the one other thing that I wanted to mention before we wrap up here is that uh, the first villain has been announced for uh, Marvel's Most Wanted. Oh, sorry, the uh, well, he's not been announced, but the character, the actor, has been cast who's playing the first villain. And it is uh, Od- Oded Fair, okay, who was who was in the the Mummy, right? And he was in Covert Affairs, which is a great uh, show I've... if you ever if you ever get a chance to watch it. Okay, um, this they haven't announced uh, what character it is, but all they've said that it is a it's been described as a well-known character from Marvel Comics who will prove a force to be reckoned with. For Bobby and Lance in the spin-off. That's the only details that we know. So, uh, one, one of the most common guesses online, though, is Taskmaster. Yep, I heard that. Which, uh, I think that would definitely work. That, that guy's definitely got the chops to be Taskmaster. That would... Well, that would work very well, actually. Mm. And, and would set yep. him up for... Uh, Hopefully the the movies as well. Yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> hey, I can hope. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, uh, that's cool, and, and uh, I, I liked I liked him on Covert Affairs. Mm. Hey, there's also been uh, an addition to casting him. They uh, they've also cast uh, Fernanda Andrade. Oh yes, as uh, Christina Santos, who is Dominic Fortune's tough as nails niece. <laughs> okay. So I don't know if she's going to be superpowered or, or probably not. That doesn't sound like the sort of show that's going to have superpowers in it, does it? I think you you'll have it from time to time. 
do you think that like this this most wanted is the thing that will go more down this kind of spy route, and then we'll have more powers in in uh, Agents of Shield? So we'll get because like, they're obviously getting the Secret Warriors and the uh, more Inhumans popping up every episode now. You know, I kind of get, especially when you throw in Dominic Fortune, and you get who I, I really think of as Marvel's take on a pulp. Uh, character, you know, from like the 1930s, you know, mm-hmm. like Doc Savage. I almost get, yeah. uh, could it, could it kind of go down the Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, or from a video game standpoint, Uncharted Nathan Drake style thing? Uh, you know, what, somebody like has game? suggested the A Team mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago as well, where, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. um, where they're you know they're basically going to be going on missions and be Dominic Fortune's puppy dogs. Yeah, um, kind of like it gives me a slight vibes of like Warehouse Thirteen. I don't know if you ever saw that. Yeah, I watched. Excuse me, uh, a couple episodes. I can't say I was a huge fan of it, but mm. it was all right. But they kind of dealt with like. Uh, mm extra normal yeah. things. It was mostly MacGuffins that they were dealing with. So, I mean, you could you could see bits and pieces of that happen. Yeah. And we, we did see a lot of that in early in early S.H.I.E.L.D. season one. Yeah. Um, I would... I, I would like to... Well, but if you throw in the... Ta- if he is the Taskmaster, mm. that kind of changes things. That would be mm. a... That would be a different show. And... You know, I remember Dominic Fortune was in the. I know you're not a fan of Hawkeye, but the Hawkeye Mockingbird miniseries from a few years ago, and mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, where he spent most of the time trying to get in uh, Mockingbird's pants. <laughs> so uh, that that could be uh, interesting as well. Um, uh, you know, the other thing is. Do they try and bring back the Phantom Rider in some form? The Phantom... What do you mean, the, fan, the Phantom Phant- Rider? Phantom Rider, or the original Ghost Rider, the one uh, that used to ride the white okay. horse. Mm-hmm. You know the the story behind him and Mockingbird? Mm, not sh- no, I don't think I do. Okay. It's what actually caused uh, Mockingbird and Hawkeye's divorce. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Basically, uh, she got trapped uh, back in time at the time of the Phantom Rider. I Mm -hmm. I don't remember the exact storyline. This is from Avengers West Coast, and I would say probably, I don't know, 85, 86, something like that. Maybe a little later. Um, And she got trapped back in time, uh, and the Phantom Rider was very smitten with her and sort of uh, Bill Cosby'd her. (laughs) <laughs> okay, right. Okay. And she finally came to. And uh, at some point, uh, he was uh, dangling from a ledge and she let him fall to his death. Eh. <laughs> and Hawkeye found out, and Hawkeye found out about this and, the, you know, their marriage uh, was never the same and they finally broke up. But then uh, the Phantom Rider, his ghost... 
uh, haunted Bobby for years, and his ancestors also uh, held a grudge against Bobby as well. Mm-hmm. And they touch on that, or it's a fairly significant part of the Hawkeye Mockingbird miniseries, uh, which you can read on Marvel Unlimited. It's a decent story. I think it introduces Thanks. the new female Phantom Rider, which is his like great 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 granddaughter or something. Mm. One of the other cool stories to read for with like uh, Mockingbird involved was uh, Secret Invasion. I don't know if you ever read that. No, that's not. That's one I've been meaning to read. Isn't that the one where she dies? Yeah, well, she, she died at some point before that. But it turned out that it was actually a scroll replacement over mm. that was killed, and she had been kidnapped by the scrolls years before and uh, replaced. And it had been the scroll that had died, and she uh, came back mm-hmm. when all the prisoners escaped from the uh, scroll mothership. Okay. And she came back, and it was quite it was quite a cool little dynamic between her and Hawkeye because she was now back alive after being dead for <laughs> several years. I think that's that. Uh, this Hawkeye Mockingbird series took place shortly after the Secret Invasion. Mm, yeah, uh, Secret Invasion is a, a great storyline. One of my favorites. So, can't wait to see how they fit that. Well, they can't use scrolls right now, so no. <laughs> but, all right. Anything else, Andy? I think that is us for this week. Well, we have a forty-eight hour break. 46 <laughs> yep. hour break because <laughs> yeah. we we will be back this Friday live on all games 8 p.m. Eastern to cover the Watchdogs episode yeah this, that's Friday April 1st and no this is not an April Fool's we will be live we will be live <laughs> we, we promise to be there short of any disasters at work um, <laughs> and uh, so so we'll see you guys then uh, Andy, uh, when you're not being an April's Fool, where can uh, people find you? <laughs> yeah, so you can find me on uh, 42 Level 1, uh, where myself and Ali, my co-host, discuss all things TV shows, movies, video games, and comic books. Uh, we broadcast live on allgames.com every Tuesday, 4.30 Eastern, 1.30 Pacific, and 9.30 Greenwich Mean Time now that we are back on uh, the same daylight savings pattern <laughs> and, and you can find all our episodes on allgames.com as well as like Stitcher and iTunes and whatnot. and I can be found every Tuesday night 9pm Eastern on the B Team podcast with Fred Ryan and Eli we talk games, we talk tech uh, this week we do a segment and we have a special guest, Normie from Knuckleballer Radio join us to talk uh, Batman v Superman and you can also catch me sometime every month on The Social Dozen, which is a podcast that you can find on iTunes and Stitcher and whatnot, where a bunch of different podca- podcast hosts from a bunch of different shows get together, are randomly thrown together each month, and three of them tackle whatever the big topics of the day are, whether it be politics, religion, pop culture, you name it, whatever, whatever's burning, uh, burning their butt at that time. So check it out. It's a lot of fun. I, I, I enjoy doing that show. Uh, we, like I said, we'll see you guys Friday and I don't care 
what what the Russian Prime Minister says, whatever you do, don't touch Lola. Night, guys.